Rewind with Oshin Langan. It's getting, it's getting close now, you know, so people, if they're on the field of play, obviously we don't want to waste that time. Daniel Lucan, he could do damage, chip ahead, and Marmion is steaming after this one. Can he get to it, Kieran Marmion? Oh, he can! Oh, that's a magnificent try from Kieran Marmion. He has done what he did last season against Leinster. He has scored a try at the sports ground. We're still not 100% safe. Things can happen between now and then, but look, all we could do was come down and focus on getting the two points and finding the prettiest swatch. But as I say, we're just delighted with the result and looking forward now to going on to Trudy or, or Clary next week. Well, the last voice you heard from there was Colm O'Neill of Cork, who's preparing for a trip to Trilly this weekend in the Alliance League as the Rebels battle to stay up and maybe even make the semi-finals. More from him later. Also, there's Pat Lamb on that win against Leinster and we'll hear from Leinster winger Fergus McFadden on bouncing back from their defeat because they play Munster this Saturday at the Aviva. Shortly, we'll be talking with Paddy Mulligan about Ireland against Slovakia and our Euro 2016 preparation. First though, it's Ray Houghton on facing Slovakia tonight. We've only got one fit striker, that's Shane Long. So, Martin O'Neill has said he could put James McLean up beside Long at the Aviva. I put it to Houghton that that is not an ideal situation. Well, absolutely not. I mean, it's not ideal, is it, going into a game tonight? But you have to adjust as a manager. There's going to be times where he's not going to have the players available to him. So you have to have a look at others and the positions that they can take up. Um, he could play others in that position, uh, just in behind Shane Long. He has played that way before. He's played a 4-3-3, if you like, a 4-5-1. It doesn't matter what you want to call it, as far as uh, the formation is concerned. It's just the personnel. Can they fit into what you want? Uh, you know, We had a good result against Switzerland. He had a look at 4-4-2. Now he's got the, uh, the ability to look at something else. And I think it's all good as far as Martin's concerned because you never know what system you're going to employ when you play that first game in the Euros. Wes Houlihan should start tonight, meaning we'll probably go back to having three men in the middle. You mentioned the 4-4-2 system there that he used against Switzerland on Friday night. But do we need to have those three men in the middle? Is that how we should work? Well, listen, when you're playing international football, ball retention is usually important because, you know, you don't want to keep giving the ball away and then they keep attacking your goal. At times, you're going to have to be the dominant force in that midfield area or match the opposition up. So it'll be interesting to see if they play with a three in Air Island tonight, how they get on with it. But it is about keeping the ball. You know, then you're looking to your wide players to get forwards, particularly your full-backs. They're the ones that can give you some width in the side. At some stage as well, Ocean, I'd like to see us play with three centre-halves. I still think in the, in the modern game, you can play with two strikers. You can work a system that can employ them. And at some stage, I'd like to see Ireland, because I think we've got the personnel to do it, play with three centre-backs. Look at our wing-backs, if you like. That would be Coleman and Brady. They're ideal for that. Two lads who love to get forward. You know, they're much better going in the, in, the, in the opposition half of the field, getting balls into the box. So that's something that Martin might look at over the course of time as well. But tonight it'll be about ball retention. Players have not had a chance going out there, putting down a marker to the manager, the reasons why they should be part of his 23 in a, in a, in a few weeks' time. How big a step forward did Shane Duffy take on Friday night? Huge. Yeah, I mean, this is where he wants to be, doesn't he? He really wants to be in there competing with the likes of uh, Kieran Clark, John O'Shea... Uh, Richard Keogh, he wants to be in there with them and say, look, listen, I'm, I'm every bit as good as you and I'm... Has he got a head, maybe, of Clark and O'Shea? Well, I don't think so, no, because they've got more experience, haven't they? I, I think that's what I would say to you at the moment. John's been there for over 100 caps, so yeah. I, I don't see John not going and not being the number one centre-half. Kieran Clark, it's been a tough season for Kieran, obviously, with Villa and the plight that they've had 
But, you know, the manager knows what he can do. All Shane Duffy can do, Oshin, is when he gets his chance, keep playing well. And if he does that, you know, he'll certainly put down a marker to the manager of the reasons why he should be going uh, to the Euros. Are we still a bit too long ball in our approach? Brian Kerr makes the point in the Irish Times this morning that we could play a bit more like Leicester City. He says we have the personnel to do it as well with the likes of Glenn Whelan, and James McCarthy and, and Wes Hoolan. Well, yeah, listen, you know, we've been saying these things. You know, I mean, I think the same was mentioned under Brian as well when he was manager. Could we have got the ball down and played a little bit more? It was said under Jack Charlton. This is not a new thing. This is something that's been going on for quite some time. But what you need is, it's one thing to say, uh, can we do it? The other thing you have to say is, are the players encouraged to do it and do they want to do it? I mean, are they happier when the ball's up the other end of the field when they don't have to, you know, be responsible in possession at all? Only they can tell you that. But there's no doubt when you play in the big tournaments, as was proved four years ago when we went to the Euros in Poland and Ukraine, if we kept giving the ball away, we're going to get punished for it. So, yeah, we have to improve upon that. But I think that's something that we might be looking at, uh, you know, starting tonight, having a look at see if we can retain possession better than the opposition uh, and go forward from there. But they need to be encouraged from the management and the players need to be to be responsible in possession of the ball as well. And just one more before I let you go, Ray. We've got an extra game scheduled now, May 31st against Belarus in Turner's Cross in Cork. Martin has said, look, it was probably going to be too long of a gap between the Netherlands yeah. game and the start of the Euros, especially for guys who didn't reach the playoffs with their championship club. So it's yeah. probably a good thing, would you agree, that we have that extra oh, game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It is too long. You know, you, the players need competitive football they need to be playing there's one thing Ocean doing it in training but you don't have you know that level of pace when you're going into games and so that's why it's hugely important to have another match and I think Martin's done absolutely the right thing just to get everyone attuned to what's going to be happening after that which is three usually important games at the Euro so yeah good ploy from Martin and I'm sure all the players will be delighted with it as well well, that was Ray Houghton speaking to me on News Talk Breakfast. This is the Rewind on News Talk coming to you today on Tuesday because, quite frankly, Raph, I and Paddy are quite lazy and don't come in on Bank Holiday Mondays. No, Ocean is lazy. I Okay, <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Anyway, we're here on a Tuesday and uh, I hope you have joined us on the Tuesday. Don't forget, by the way, uh, Ray Houghton will be live at the Aviva tonight from 7 on Off the Ball along with Dion Fanning and Alan McLaughlin, Joe Malloy on air at 7 o'clock. As I say, Raf and Paddy uh, with me here on the Rewind. Um, Paddy, before we talk about tonight's game against Slovakia and uh, the game on Friday night against Switzerland, we have confirmation finally that this game against Belarus is going to go ahead on May 31st at Turner's Cross. Now, during your days for Ireland, you played many times in League of Ireland grounds. Daily Mount, probably the bulk of the times, I would imagine. What's it like to play in a very, I'm going to use the word cosy, maybe that's the wrong word, but a, a ground in which the fans a are very, right A very, very tight ground, the, the fans are on top of you, exactly. Yeah. And it's magnificent. It's yeah. wonderful because you you feel the atmosphere. You can see the whites of the rise. You could do that in Daly Mount as well, but in Turner's Cross, magnificent. I remember vividly back in 19, I think it was six, 1966, uh, we played Glasheen in the cup uh, when I was playing for Rovers at the time. Glasheen or Cork team? Glasheen yeah. or Cork team, and it was magnificent down there. It really was. The, 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 the ground was full, and, and when you played Cork, Celtic, whoever you played play down there, oh, it, was, it was just heaven.
Do you think it is important for the players to, to get to play oh. outside of Dublin? Because it's important for the people to go and see them, the people who can't travel up. It's, it's, it's too expensive. You know, it, it's, a, it's a great idea as far as I'm concerned. And then, then uh, for the lads to go down to, to Cork and maybe spend a day or two on Cork to have a bit of. I think they might be having a training session at Foot Island. As yeah, well. they, they have a full they training camp. Yeah, like they have a couple so, of days anyway. Yeah. So why not go on? Why not? It, it, it makes perfectly good sense. And it's brilliant. Bring the, bring the game down to the provinces. Brilliant. An international game. Wonderful. How do you think the players will react to a, a tight pitch? And they even should. if it's the same size as everywhere else, it seems tighter. It's like yeah. the old hybrid. Look, at it, it, you should be thrilled to be pulling on that green jersey. And it shouldn't matter what pitch you play on or, or, or where you play. Just go, go and perform. But uh, is it different though playing in that kind of venue and that kind of atmosphere and that kind of setting? No, it, 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 you know, it, 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 it makes you more determined to go and win the game and to play as well as you possibly can. And, and and the crowd are going to be very much be uh, behind Ireland. So I mean, the, the Ireland have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I'll be it's going to, it's going to be a fabulous occasion, I think. Yeah, and uh, like we had nothing to lose against Switzerland, and uh, we came away with a one nil win. I think the main thing was kind of the defence was particularly Shane Duffy and uh, Kieran Clark were getting a lot of praise, deservedly so. Um, looking further forward, one of the things that interested me, he brought on or Martin O'Neill brought on James McLean as a striker. Um, I've never seen him play up there, although O'Neill says he has never seen, seen him, him play play, <laughs> play there at Wigan. Um, play properly, that is. How many times, Raph, do not bring up James McLean around Paddy? Uh, and of course, um, I know it's just an experiment because there's plenty of injuries. Kevin Doyle was lost injury, particularly. Um, is that experiment worth trying? Do you think he's actually? Do you think he's got the football intelligence to play that role? I don't think he's got the football intelligence to play wide in the left or wide in the right. Never mind a centre forward. But he's going to spend his time uh, with his back to goal. I don't. I don't think that he's 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 mentally quick enough or or physically quick enough to go and take on that role. But look at it. If Martin really wants to give it a try, <coughs> Martin, excuse me, go go and give it a try. But I, I I'm not so sure that that he could produce it. He may be he may be able to produce it tonight against the back. It's only a friendly game, but not not in not in the real world of football, not in the Euros. I think. That Is there it, any it, point it, in trying it then? Even tonight because what's the point in trying something that you know probably won't be useful to you in the important games Martin O'Neill for some reason seems to think I don't think that it's an experiment worth worth, worth trying but Martin O'Neill for some reason thinks that he can get and and like most managers they think they can get more out of of certain players than they actually can and and McLean and McGeady are two prime examples we we, we get nothing out of McGeady not even last Friday night nothing out of McGeady and yet Martin O'Neill will, will praise him to high heaven that he's this, that and the other. And all we see is that he's certainly, most certainly the other. And that's no, no, no use It's fine at the moment, man. but does that cause a split in the camp when guys are going, what do I have to do to get a game? He loves this guy. He, he, he won't budge no matter what. And no matter what I do, I'm not going to get in. How frustrating is that for Yeah, but McGeady, you see, McGeady has been, McGeady has been in. Well, and what McGeady is doing is he's just not performing for, for the 90 minutes or even for even Yeah, but how even frustrating is that hour. for the other players who, and, who uh, want to get in? You have, you have get to get in. frustrated when you, when, you, when, you, when you see the likes of McGeady uh, going on and, and playing games and not having any influence whatsoever. Yes, he got a smashing goal early, early on in, 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 in the Euro uh, uh, qualifications. But I mean, he's, he's bound to get something right at some at some point. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm 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 not a, a fan, as you probably gathered, of, of McGeady. I want to see I want to, I, I want to see him do an awful lot more. But I don't think I don't think it's, it's in him to do more. He's to me, he's the typical winger. He's a real head down merchant, and, and and never has a look up. And that's that's that to me is the most damning part of it all. That he never has a look up to find somebody to go and cross ball. He just puts his head down and goes. And God knows where he's going to go because he doesn't know and nobody else knows. And that's that to me it, it sums up Aidan McGeady. But you know when McGeady, I know he's frustrating. But maybe is there a lack of options other than Robbie Brady, McLean, and 
McGeady, it's hard to see someone maybe really putting the hand up to to get a role in that yeah, and team on the wide. And that's, wide that's, that's a huge problem for Ireland because I mean it, it, it's an absolute nightmare with the under twenty ones at the minute. The under seventeens got beaten as well uh, yesterday, and, and but certainly the under twenty ones were you expecting one or two players maybe to be to be shown that they've got something. And and watching them against the Italians last week, there's there's absolutely nothing there, and that's the <laughs> that's a very worrying sign. I mean, Bourne, Jack Byrne, Daryl Lennon, no, Jack Byrne, who 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 Daryl Lennon may may be may be in time, but a huge question mark. Um, yeah. But certainly, Jack Bourne will want to start. You know, he he's he's he he likes to talk about uh, that he feels comfortable with everybody. But he wasn't too comfortable against the Italians the other night, so he'd, he'd want to. You know, really, I don't know why he went on on loan to where he went to, but however, that's. That's his but he's problem. getting first team football though, Paddy, but, and he's but, only nineteen. But it's, yes, but it's what you it's what you do with your first team football. Yeah. It's all very you do well very well it, by all accounts. Well, it depends on the standard. You know, the standards have got have got to be looked at, and if you're looking for him to be to, to be in the Euros or or even for the next World Cup, well, right now you'd have a, for yeah. me, I'd, I'd have a huge question mark. I know he's only nineteen, yeah. but an awful lot of the Italian players are only eighteen and nineteen years of age as well, and they're playing first team football. Yeah. Uh, in Italy, and that's you know that that's that's the big difference between between them and us that that uh, we we don't seem to be able to mature uh, enough at, at at that age to be able to go and handle the situation. Yeah. Perhaps it's, it's it's the clubs in England are at fault, or perhaps it's it's a mixture of the doors, or perhaps the education or lack of in the footballing sense that they get here before they go away, or, or perhaps there's a lack of education in in, in a football education as well in, in England. Who who knows? But but certainly the the Italians are way way ahead of us, and and probably other other European countries as well. Yeah, I want to get back to tonight, and maybe more so some of the players who might feature uh, tonight. Something we talked about with Ray actually earlier was the whole thing of Ireland and their formation. And Stephen Reid brought up the point in the Irish Independent that formations aren't really important. We get too obsessed with formations. It's it's who goes where and when. And he was saying that look, Ireland, we just function better. It's as simple as this when we have three men in the middle is, is that something you'd agree with well if you, it depends it depends on who the opposition are if, you, if you've got three men in, in, in the middle against four you're, you're dicing with death so I think you have to you have to be very very careful and very aware of, of what's going on and, and that's where tactics do come in I'm not I'm not overly gone on tactics I must say but having said that you, you just can't go out in, in the modern game and just say ah, we'll, we'll throw caution to the yeah. wind and, and, and go 4-4-2 or 4-5-3-1 or, or whatever and the opposition are, 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 are hammering you in midfield so therefore you have to you have to, you have to size up and, 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 and just make sure that you're not overrunning midfield because consequently if you're overrunning midfield you're back four are going to get overrun so therefore then you're causing real problems because then you're giving you're inviting them into your 18 yard box and, and, and the law of averages if they, if they dominate enough they're going to stick the ball in the back of netting you do we not use the ball enough are we still we don't pass and I'll the quote ball. another article here this we can't pass Irish, the ball yeah but, but do you think we have that capability because Brian Kerr wrote this morning in the Irish Times and again it brought this up with Ray and I'm interested to get your point of view on it um, that we do have the players to do it in the likes of James McCarthy Glenn Whelan Wes Hoolan. We could, like, we, we're not going to be Holland of the 70s, but we could keep the ball a bit more at the moment. We give it away too much. We're banging it down the park. It's just coming straight back at us. What do you think? Yes, but the midfielders have got to, have got to want to get on the ball. I mean, I see James McCarthy, and I, I, I see him playing for Everton, I see him playing for Ireland, and when he should be going <coughs> to receive the ball from, <coughs> excuse me, from the back four, he turns his back and, and makes a, a position for himself that he can't possibly get the ball. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's got to be taught, and I don't know what Robert, Roberto Martinez is doing there. He's got to be taught that he's got to go back to the back four and receive that ball from them. 
and 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 make the angles and uh, and 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 get on that ball and pass because he he can use the ball, but he's got to do it an awful lot more. Wes Hoolan, when he gets the ball, has got to be more 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 uh, decisive and constructive in what he does. It's all right, Wes getting the ball and, and playing a four or five yard ball. Anybody anybody can go and do that. He's got to be more expansive in in in, in his looking, and he's got to he's got to look for the for the for the killer ball. He's Does he play with the head up? Because you say McGeady plays mm. with the head down. Does he play with the head up? Oh, no. And, and oh. someone actually pointed it out to me. Actually, Phil Egan to give him his full credit, the, the Premier League uh, live presenter from Today FM. Him and I are, are buddies, and we go to a lot of games together. Yeah. And he's a good man to spot things. And he said, yeah. "Look at Stephen O'Donnell. He plays with his head up." And that was the difference between him and a lot of the players on the park uh, last Thursday night when I went to watch Dundalk and Pat. So I'm just does, does Wes do that? Does he play with that head up? Not not all the time. Um, <clears throat> Wes gets himself sometimes into positions where he's, he's he's facing his own goal. So the only way that he can play that ball is back. He's got to be. He's got to get himself into a situation where he's side on and then have the head up. But until he gets his position right. And he doesn't get it right all of the time, contrary to, to, contrary to public, uh, public opinion. And, and that's, the, that's the big criticism I would have of Wes, that he spends too much time um, facing his own goal. So therefore, he, 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 can't, he can't get turned on it, and therefore, he, he can't, there can be no influence uh, uh, on, on the game. And, and that's, I mean, all he can do is knock the ball back 10 yards or 15 yards, and that's no good, because we want to be going in the opposite direction. No, I mean, uh, McGeady never just gets his head up at all. He never even attempts to look to get his head up. So there's a, there's a, there's, there's a, a real problem there for Aidan McGeady, and especially at his age now, because he's, he hasn't learned. All of, this, all of this should be out, out of your system by 21, 22 years of age, and it's not. And if he hasn't learned at 21, 22, he's in deep trouble. Yeah, I think with Wes, though, um, I don't know what you think about this, but maybe if he was... I know he was also talking about potentially maybe calling it a day during the summer, but um, I was kind of thinking maybe if he plays further back in a deeper position as a deep lion playmaker, and maybe if we had a player that could play in a number 10 or maybe more box-to-box. Do you think that might work? Because he'd, he'd have a greater field of vision of the... Of the yeah, I prefer to play. see Wes go back and, and receive the ball, turn and get on it and start playing it forward, rather than playing off, play, trying to play off the front man. I think, he, I think he can do that job better in the Irish setup, because we don't have too many people who are comfortable in the ball. And are going to be very, very constructive, and that's that. that that's a big problem that we have, and that's a problem that Martin O'Neill has got to get sorted out between now and the Euros. Because we'll be passed off the park in, in in the Euros. We won't get a touch of the ball if we're not if we're not careful, and that's the that's that's the reality of the situation. And for for all the long balls are going to be, going to be played up. I mean, Shane Long isn't the tallest, but he he's, he's reasonably good in the air. Uh, Robbie Keane has probably gone. Kevin Doyle. We don't know whether he's going to make the squad. Daryl Murphy, you've got strikers there who don't score goals on a regular basis. Daryl Murphy, I think, has, hasn't had a goal in, in, I think, 20 international matches. That's frightening. Yet to score for Ireland. Yet to score for Ireland. That's frightening. Yeah, um, but uh, I suppose the second part of that would be we don't have that kind of number 10 player then to make something like that work with Wes a little further back. Or maybe, do you think maybe Alan Judge could play more centrally? Rather than no, I don't think I don't. he's only new, so yeah. I don't know whether. No. And he didn't play in his right position no. last Friday, did he? See, he was played. He played out on the left last Friday, and that that to me is ridiculous. You know, in a fourth international cap, you've got to play him where he's most comfortable in, and that's in in, in, in a central midfield role. And if he, if he if he was in there, he might have done something. But instead, he he looked he looked uh, a worse player than what he actually is because I've seen him a few times for Brentford this season, and and he, he looked fairly okay. But uh, again, it's international football. Again, it's Martin O'Neill's choice. But I, I would have thought that the sense 
good thing to do with Alan Judge, but anybody is, play them in the most comfortable position and th- that they're used yeah. to playing and, and that they're, they're comfortable in their surroundings and they've got a bit of confidence. But instead, Alan Judge's confidence was probably knocked for six there last, last Friday night because he wasn't getting on the ball. So if he's not getting on the ball, he's, doing, he's, he's not influenced in the game. But I, I would go back to the original uh, point. I would much prefer to see Wes Holland play in that, in, in that role. Yeah. He'd be the one to go and get the ball because then Whelan is smashing or breaking up play great at, at, at as they call it protecting, protecting the back four don't know why they need protection in the first instance but however this is, this is the modern yeah. this is the modern game uh, and, uh, but he's not a great passer of the ball yes he, he, he played very well in, in a few of the games and his passing was, was, was quite good but on a regular basis he's not that's why that, that I, felt, I felt over the past number of years that if you're going to uh, um, have Wes, Wes Hull in your team that there's one place to play him and that is let him get on the ball yeah. because he is comfortable on the ball and he's got, a, he's got a good left foot and he will pick people out. Just before I let you go, I'm not going to ask you a, a prediction ahead of tonight because it's a friendly game. And Well, predictions for any games are, are ah, a bit of nonsense. Yeah, crazy stuff. Kevin crazy. Doyle, hopefully he'll be back. Hopefully for him, hopefully for him he'll get yes, back because he's a good guy in fairness yeah. to him. I, I knew him, got to know him while he was playing for Cork City and I was living in Cork. And decent lad, very decent lad. How, how good an option would he be if he was fully fit and ready for the Euros? Because we've seen in the past that he, you know, he's a able to get goals despite not getting a whole pile of them he does have pace he can hold the ball up well and the way Martin O'Neill plays it he seems to me to be a guy who could who ticks all the boxes even though he only played once during qualifying and that was against uh, Gibraltar but we're, we're, we're talking about the past we're talking about the Kevin Doyle of three or four years back and that's that's the problem that Kevin Doyle now has because he really hasn't produced over the past uh, few years and perhaps he hasn't had the opportunity in the Irish jersey to go and produce in the past few years but I would still have the likes of Kevin Doyle in in, in my squad, yeah. in the hope that he'll 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 do he'll do something for you, and he will give you he will give you a, a balance to the team. He he will he will uh, make the runs that you expect centre forwards to go and make. Uh, he is he is pacey. He's decent. He's, he's decent in the air, and he can hold the ball up and bring people into play. So I, I would I would much prefer him than we say the likes of Daryl Murphy, uh, yeah. uh, for instance, because I think you're going to get more out of out of Kevin Doyle uh, than you would out of, out of Daryl Murphy. And in the Electricity League, uh, Dundalk, Dundalk resuming normal service. Four oh, yeah. 0 They don't they don't hang around for too long. And Pat's uh, Pat's were I oh, shouldn't say they they flatter the save because it's very early in the season. But it was it was it was a, a wake up call for Pat's uh, to get beaten four 0 by Dundalk in, in in Richmond Park. That was that was a, that was a huge state of of intent from Dundalk, and and uh, they're saying to them, they're saying to you, look at we're here with the champions, and we're going to remain champions. Yeah. Okay, Paddy Mulligan for now. Thank you very much. Uh, we will have more on the SSE Airtricity League Pleasure on the indeed. SSE Airtricity League podcast released on Wednesday. This is the rewind coming to you on Tuesday. Oddly enough, because of the bank holiday, uh, my thanks as always to Raf Diallo of Team 33 and Off the Ball and Paddy Mulligan, formerly of uh, West Brom, Ireland, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Shamrock Rovers. Did I leave anyone else? Shamrock Rovers, that's it. That's it. I got all the clubs. You got all the clubs. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, Paddy and, and Raf. number eight, Ireland as well. <laughs> Obviously, to wrap around my stars. Neck, I never said Tum stars. stars. I never said Tum stars. And no, you didn't. Whitehall and Whitehall Gales at one point. Whitehall, yeah. See, oh, so back in the day. The back in the day. Okay, Paddy Mulligan and Raf. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Still to come, Guinness Pro 12 rugby ahead of a weekend of Irish derbies. But uh, in Gaelic games, Cork take on Kerry this weekend in Tralee. Needing a win to guarantee their Division 1 safety victory might even put them into the semi-finals. Now, Colm O'Neill scored four points from place balls against Down last Sunday. The Rebels winning 12-7 on a pretty horrible day on Leeside. After that match, I looked ahead to the trip to the Kingdom with O'Neill. But first, I put it to him 
that the win against Down last Sunday was one in which the Rebels did what they needed to, but but they didn't actually play particularly well. Um, yeah, I think you could sum it up that way. Um, a very good win. We knew all week that we needed we needed two points. Um, obviously, everybody knew that, that Down were, were relegated to Division Two, so they'd be coming down with nothing to lose. Um, and they they put it up to us for for the majority of the game. Um, but we knew we had to get two points to ensure our safety. Having said that, we're still not 100% safe. A lot of things can happen between now and then. But look, all we could do was come down and focus on getting the two points. And and it wasn't the wasn't the prettiest watch, but as I say, we're just delighted with the result and um, looking forward now to going out to Trudy or, or Clary next week. A strange kind of game. 23 minutes it took Cork to get their first score. Yeah, yeah, it was um, very unlike us really. Um, I think we probably missed two goal chances, one on one goal chances maybe to tip over the bar was probably a better option. Um, uh, I suppose on my own, I probably missed, missed two handy freezes while just to keep the scoreboard ticking over. So um, I suppose it'd be worse if we weren't creating the chances, but we, we just weren't clinical enough really. Um, as I said, there's a lot to learn on going forward. And as I said, if, if we waited 20, 20 minutes next next week to get a score, I think we'd, we'd find ourselves um, under pressure for, um, chasing carry back. But as I say, a lot done, but um, very much a lot, a lot of learning to do and a lot to take from it. It seemed to me that you wanted to create overlaps. You wanted to get guys off the shoulder. And sometimes you did that. You mentioned two goal chances that Mark Collins had in the first half. And you did it then. You created the opportunities. You didn't take them, but you created them. And sometimes you didn't. Is it hard to put your finger on why that is, or is it just that is going to happen at this time of year? You're still working on things. A lot of new guys in there. You know, it is the league. That's what the league is for in many ways. Yeah. Um, look, I suppose we, we use the league for. I suppose we're just trying to, to learn from from each game. Um, we would have been happy enough with our start, but we, we three probably defeats um, on the bounce, which we wouldn't have been happy with our own performance. And look, we, as I say, we, we did create the chances today. Um, on another day, when we didn't finish them off, we would have been punished. But Look, we were, we were lucky enough to, to come out on the right side and get the two points today. But look, as I say, there's, there's a lot of um, competition in the team. There's a lot of lads getting chances, and there's probably five or six lads just about returning from injury now. Um, so I think the I think Pat will be he'll be uh, have a tricky decision going forward next week and picking the team and and picking the team. And fellas are putting their hand up really for championship. And look, it's great to see um, the training now over the next two or three weeks will be fairly fairly intense. But that's the way it's going to be. And Look, we're just delighted to be, um, hopefully, to be to be still in, in Division One. I think um, it's great for for Cork footballers to be up in Division One and to be mixing it with the with the best teams in the country. So, look, as I say, we're delighted. And as I say, hopefully, we've done enough to to regain our status. And having said that, you never know if results go our way, you might find ourselves in the latter stages of the league, which would be which would be great as well. Going forward into Championship, It'd be two maybe another game before before Championship. Which look, you can train all you like, but it's all about games, and, and you learn from these games, like you know. That's two wins on the trot, having lost three in a row. And one of those was obviously a very heavy win. I'm sure you're sick of talking about it at this stage, or a heavy, very, very heavy yeah. loss, I should say. Is that the confidence back in the squad now, or is that just something we talk about on the outside? You know, confidence is gone now because of three losses, and now confidence is back because of two wins. Where is that kind of confidence? Because it's been a strange couple of seasons for Cork, hasn't it? Yeah, um, look, I don't think it was ever a case of last confidence, but look, I think against against Roscom, and obviously it was, it was no surprise now. How, how well they've they've beaten Kerry, they've they've beaten a lot of um, established teams, and look, they're a very good team, and, and they did give us a good hammering down here in our own backyard. And I think against Dublin, um, we might have deserved to get a result, um, but look, at the end of the day, we, we didn't get it. And obviously, up in Donegal, was a we probably didn't didn't do ourselves justice there either. So um, we were probably disappointed in, in our own performances. And look, um, I suppose we're, we're a, crowd, a proud county, and we knew that them performances weren't good enough, and we just targeted getting. 
against Monaghan last week getting two points in here again today to get two points just, just to regain, regain our Division 1 status and look I think it's important especially for, for the future of Cork football for, for, um, for us to be up in Division 1 and competing against the top teams like you know but as a, I don't think it's a case of lost confidence or anything like that you know there's, there's a lot of lads in there with um, our Ireland medals and there's a lot of lads with under 21 medals and there's a great blend and a great experience within the camp so look we're, we're confident to run ability and hopefully we can get, get a run now to the, to the latter stages of the championship So confidence is something kind of on the outside we talk about but you don't necessarily concentrate or, or talk about on the inside No, no, look um, I think we're all confident enough I don't think if, if we were one confident I don't think you'd be in, in the setup like this so I don't think there's a, an issue for us really you know? yeah. What about yourself? You've been through it obviously regards injury you're getting a good run at it now how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good now um, um as I say, a few rough years, but um, the last two years now have gone well, thank God. Um, look, as I say, it's, it's well documented now that the injuries I've been through, but we're just trying to trying to keep that to the back of my back of my mind really and get a, a good run of run of games really under my belt. And as I say, so far so good. But having having that performance there today, I wouldn't be uh, overly happy with my own performance. But look, um, a lot to learn and a lot to take going forward. And Kerry next week is that something you look forward to going down to Kerry? That'll be a good test. Ah, yeah. Look, it's um, if you ever want to test yourself, um, you test yourself against the best and, and no better team than Kerry to be going down and test yourself. Um, look, nobody needs to give the introduction that they need. So, um, and I'm not sure what the way the if we if we go down and get a victory next week, it might be a case that we will make the the latter stages league. So, an awful lot to play for um, next week. So we'll be as I say, we'll train hard now during the week, look at the video, and maybe try and rectify, rectify a few of the things that we, we didn't do so well and, and take that forward going on to truly I think next week How tough are those video sessions? Uh, they're, they're, they're tough enough like um, look I suppose the, the main thing um, What are you looking for specifically in the midst especially at this time of year? Yeah it's just to look at the, 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 the silly errors I think we, we give away a ball we give away a lot of ball today um, just unforced errors really and as I say against against better teams um, they'll punish you for getting the ball turned over and um, thankfully, as I say, we, we did enough to get a result there today. But but we know ourselves um, against other opposition, we'll be punished and, and we'll, be, we'll be licking our wounds. So I think it's just a case of it's not a, a pointing out session where you did this, you did this wrong. It's just just a case of, of highlighting things that we did wrong and, and maybe um, trying to rectify them and, and take that onto the training field and, and learn from it. You know, Colin O'Neill of Cork, a man who, as you heard there, has been through it in an injury sense. So it's good to see him out on the pitch this is the Rewind on News Talk coming to you today on Tuesday given that it was a bank holiday weekend right let's talk rugby Pat Lamb saw his team beat Leinster 7-6 at the sports ground last Saturday it's a win that keeps them four points clear at the top of the Guinness Pro 12 they're away to Ulster this Friday night at Kingspan Stadium in bad news AJ McGinty is out of that game Nathan White struggling with concussion but there is a boost on both their side and the opposite side, depending on what way you're looking at it, Alton Delan should be available, while Nick Williams, Ulster's human wrecking ball, won't be available. Let's get Pat Lamb's reaction to that victory against Leinster and what it has meant to them as a club, as as a group of guys, as as a team who are developing and growing all the time. He spoke to Galway Bay FM. All right, Pat Lamb. Uh, first of all, we're trying to work out where that ranks in Connacht victories, but. In terms of what they did at the very end to pull that out, you must be so proud of your players. Oh, extremely proud. I think, um, you know, I mean, rugby's more than a game. So I said to the boys, it's all about life. And, uh, you know, I think you build relationships, you go through things together and you build, create memories. And, uh, you know, when, when you think of all the things we have been through and, uh, um, you know, that's just another one of them. You know, it's just we've been there before and um, I think the this group work hard for each other. I said before the game, you know, I say it all the time really about... 
this game is not about individuals. It's about what we do and, and you know, the weather came in and we said, look, everyone's up for it. It was such a big occasion, but we channel all of that into our structures, our systems, keep back in your skills, the mindset, don't go into your shell. And, you know, if the pass is on, put it. You know, sometimes we made some decisions, maybe they weren't right, but that's that's all part of the work on. But overall, um, you know, it's a tremendous uh, effort, you know. Like, there's a lot of people I know, there are probably people in the crowd too saying, kick it, kick it. But, you know, as I say to the boys, uh, would you rather run or rather tackle? And uh, a lot of them prefer to run. And so just keep working off the ball. And, um, you know, we went through lots of periods of phases and into a strong win, and we just had to look after it and put them under pressure. It's a classic question, but what did you say at halftime when you were 7 oh, I, I think, yeah, I think the, the big one we're going into the win was, you know, 7. Of course, we like more points, but that just emphasised more that we're going to have to look after the ball and we're going to keep the ball. And if we could do that uh, and, and deny that, and, and probably the big one was discipline. Because this penalty meant 60 metres down, up back to our, our end or, or points. You know, they, they got two of them. And, um, but, you know, generally it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was about playing our game and things that we train. And, and we know that, you know, because we train it, we can, um, you know, we work on the skills and the guys can pull it off. And, you know, we're, we're the team that throws the most passes in every game. We average the most passes in this competition. Now, it's easy to say pass, but if you don't work on it, and, and all these guys uh, are getting more and more comfortable on their skill level and, uh, um, and, and, and their understanding to each other too. And again, it's not perfect, but there's some, some great stuff and some pretty tough conditions. I don't know if you've trained for Blade to be playing it out half or for a last-minute situation where the lads look at the clock, see there's 40 seconds left, and decide not to kick from their own line and, and just play out the clock. Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty, I suppose, of this, of this team is um, it's the jersey. You know, you don't own it. You, you know, you, a lot of people have gone before. It's your responsibility to know if you put whatever jersey on to know the role. And, and um, I suppose the number on the jersey is really to start phases, um, to start the set piece. But after that, we're into our structures. And, you know, we weren't expecting, um, you know, once T went down after we'd already lost AJ McGinty um, and Peter Robb, uh, we'd sub Peter off. So, um, you know, I made the call to put, Kalen into into there because we weren't kicking the ball. We needed to play our, our phase play, and um, and Kalen knew that well. And then having both nines there, we could clear clear the traffic around the uh, off the ruck better, having two of them there and and getting to the edges. So um, you know he did a great job. You know Shane O'Leary did a good job. And then I suppose the exciting thing, if you look at that back line, you know Tina O'Halloran is the oldest in that starting back line, and he's 25, and you know all the others are coming through. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of young, good guys coming through. Peter Robb was superb. You know, I think when he arrived here, it was pretty fair to say everyone thought he was a, a bashing machine. And, you know, again, a lot of credit to the coaches have really worked on his passing, his, uh, his kicking and stuff, so that he could add more to his game. And um, I thought he was uh, nice and composed and worked, worked tremendously well. And then, uh, again, um, I also have to give a bit of a shout-out to the, the non-23. There's a lot of disappointed boys, and I knew there would be. Everyone wants to play there, but they but then they turned around and raised the whole training level. And um, we had a superb training week last week and this week, and particularly after we named the team, those boys got in and worked hard to make sure that we raised the standard and can put a good performance out there. Pat Lamb speaking to Galway Bay FM after their victory against Leinster 7-6. What a tight game it was. Right, Fergus McFadden was on the wing for that game, but rather than look back, we'll look forward well. We'll do a bit of both, actually. He's been speaking to 98FM's Darren Cleary about that game against Connacht, but uh, also about their upcoming clash with Munster this Saturday at the Aviva. It's not one you want to miss. Leinster in a relatively comfortable position at the moment. They're four points from the top. They're in second position. Munster 
are one point ahead of Ulster, who are fifth at the moment, so they need to get something out of this game. McFadden knows how big it is. These Interpro derbies are, are always fiercely competitive. And, um, you know, obviously we're, we're hurting a bit and disappointed after the loss against Connacht, so it kind of puts even more importance on the game, if you could. Does it add that bit of extra pressure because you're coming in off the back of the defeat to Glasgow and the defeat to Connacht? And, I mean, it's obviously this next game or two will define and shape the season in some ways. I suppose in a way, but you can't really say that we're under more pressure than, than Munster. You know, I suppose they are still behind us in the table and, um, you know, it's kind of equally, it has it holds equal importance, I think, for both teams. I think there's only four um, games left in the official season, I think. Um, you know, if we continue to win those, we'll, we'll hopefully stay in the top two. So we're in control of matters at the moment. Is it easier to move on from a, a narrow loss where you could have won the game than a, a one where you're really not in it at all? Does that make it so easier to just distance it and refocus then for Munster? Uh, yeah, but sometimes it makes it harder. Um, you know, sometimes you'd rather be beaten by 20 points than just to be nipped at the very end. So, listen, losing is never easy, whatever way it comes. So, um we're just going to have to be an awful lot better in in, in different areas t- to beat Munster this weekend. They're in a rich enough vein of form. Uh, they're scoring a lot of tries lately and uh, they've got their tails up. Fergus McFadden of Leinster speaking to Darren Cleary of 98FM ahead of the clash with Munster this Saturday at the Aviva. This was the Rewind on News Talk brought to you this week on a Tuesday because it was a bank holiday. Don't forget to join me every morning just before half seven and just before half eight on News Talk Breakfast while the lads will be on air every night from seven on Off The Ball this uh, week. On Saturday they'll join you from one and on Sunday they'll have two live Premier League games to bring you one of them involving Leicester. The next five Leicester games by the way live on Off The Ball. Until next week take care. Good luck.